a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Sarah Mokan Yes, I was waiting for that. <laughs> brilliant. Welcome. And the reason you're on, other than the fact that you're an absolutely brilliant SEO, but you're talking not about technical SEO, which is your speciality, but about content creation for all engines and the business marketing loop, which I find absolutely delightful, which is called the Pedovich Group's customer journey model, is because we've been working on a white paper on that, and it's been absolutely delightful. Um, and I'm stunned by what we've managed to produce, and your, your input has been hugely, hugely amazing. I'm also very happy of what we are we are going to produce uh, or show to everybody. Like it was nice. Uh, it was a bit outside of my comfort zone, but it was yeah. super cool, and I really enjoyed doing it. So. Isn't that the fun thing when it's outside your comfort zone? You find something new, and it expands your horizons. I'm really, really excited about that. But before we get into all of that, content creation for all engines, and the aim here as well is to point out to content creators that generative AI in search is an opportunity for us and not a threat. Now, what we did here is look in Calicube Pro at your description of your entity, yourself. And we can see here that Google has found, I think it's 12 mentions of you, including Sarah. Sarah Mokansaye, SEO specialist, refers to you as well. Co-host refers to you. And that, that's it. But that's pretty good. So it understands that when we say SEO specialist, it refers to you. That's a semantic triple. Sarah Mokansaye is a SEO specialist. And also, Sarah is a co-host. And I found that incredibly interesting from a perspective of it understands as well. Sarah and Sarah Mokansaye are the same thing. It's getting pretty smart. And from that, you can see the blue link down there where Calicube Pro has found the KGM ID for your entity. And when we go on to Google using that link that we see at the bottom, we see that there is no knowledge panel. And that happens a lot. Um, and I think the important thing is you used to have a knowledge panel. You feel yes. like you've lost it, but Google still has a reference to you. So there is the possibility that it's only temporary. And we need to see how that goes over the next few weeks to see if it's temporary or if we need to build a new one. And Google will let us know because if we need to build a new one, it will generate a new KGM ID. Or if it doesn't duplicate or if it doesn't create a new one, we can keep this one. We need to see how that goes. And it's Google who decides not us. Uh, this happens from time to time. It isn't as common as people think where the KGM ID changes. And if you're interested in this geeky stuff, please do join the CaliCube Knowledge Panel and Brand Support Brand SERP Support Group. Search it on Google. Join us. Talk about geeky stuff like that. If you would like to join us, please do. So, Sarah, are you really disappointed about your Knowledge Panel? Obviously, I am not because I was so excited the moment that I got it. So I was like, I went to my husband. I say, check yeah. It was looking like it was very important, and then they remove it to me. So I was like, okay. It was a big moment of glory, and then uh, it was not for long my moment of glory. But uh, yeah, so I was a bit I disappointed. Sure, yeah, and, but I think the really important thing to remember is it's only temporary. Whatever happens, it's only temporary because either it comes back because right now there's a lot of volatility and it might have disappeared temporarily because there's volatility, generally speaking, in the knowledge graph. But even if it is more permanent, we can build it back. It's not a question of if we can do it, it's how long it takes us, and Nell's going to help you with that in the coming weeks. 
Um, oh, no, it's Christopher who's going to be helping you with that in the coming weeks. I heard about it. <laughs> then I will have Christopher helping me. <laughs> Brilliant. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. So on to content creation for all engines. Can we start yeah. with... What do you mean by all engines? I've explained it very briefly. Can you give me an explanation of where we were, where we are, and where we're going? Yes. So, um, so when we started working, there was a little bit the question of, okay, now we have all this chatbot. What's happening? So, um, so we started analyzing, trying to figure out, okay, what's happening with the chatbot? Who is part of the chatbot and who is not part of the chatbot? Because at the end of the day, the, the, the big question, uh, then probably a client will ask you if they start playing with the chatbot is why I'm not in the chatbot. Yes. Why, why I'm not there. So, uh, so based on that, as you know, we start uh, a little bit discussing playing, try to figure out. Okay. So we are passing from 10 links to like two, three links, and you want to be part of these two, three links. Mm. And that is start like the beginning. Then uh, we analyze the CaliQ process. <laughs> then obviously you know it better than I do. And then we were like, okay, so clients then apply the CaliQ process. They are like, they are in the chatbot. Uh, their answer, their brand in the, in the chatbot. And what it was interesting, it was the fact that the suggested questions were connected. So that was like a huge thing. Ah, I can see CaliQ process there. Right. And for, that, for those listening, sorry, I'll just surprise Sarah with this yeah. because I got access to search uh, generative experience on Google just this morning. First thing I did was type in the CaliQ process. And when you do it, as you can see here for people watching the, the video, it generates directly the description of the CaliQ process with follow-up questions, CaliQ Academy and knowledge panel with three little knowledge panel cards there, all of which is driven by handwritten content service pages and FAQs. And that means to be in the chatbot, to be part of this generative AI search experience, you have to create great content. So at the end of the day, nothing's exactly. changed. I, I don't know if nothing, nothing changed, <laughs> but for sure, for sure, uh, the fact that you have to have great content and especially content then is done for your audience is extremely important. And then this, it was probably our starting point. It was a little bit to, to check this and then say, okay, so now if we want people to be in this chatbot, our client to be one of the famous three toolings. <laughs> so what should we do? I think then that it was like how we started. And could, could, could you explain? I mean, this was your idea as well, or your distinction is... If I remember rightly, you said search is 10 choices, chat and generative AI is three or four choices, and assistive engines is one choice. Mm -hmm. Is that about the size of it? Yes, exactly. That it was a little bit the discussion that we had because uh, at the end we did almost uh, that. I, I think uh, you say four because sometimes there are some exceptions, but most of the time it's always two, three. 
Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, maybe you tested more than me and you did find tons of four, but for me, no, it's normally... Just, it's just because I happen to have seen four choices, so I just said what I just saw, which is what we Ah, ah okay, okay, that it is. You were biased by one. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> but there is, yeah, sometimes there is, but, um, but that is probably more of an exception. And, uh, and the idea, it was really what we noticed by working together. It was like, it's, you should be an entity, like your brand should be an entity. Then uh, uh, you really should work on the understanding of of who you are, uh, what you do, the related product. uh, And Mm. that is a huge, huge advantage. But again, all this, you, you, you need somebody then produce this content. You need somebody to understand your brand. You need somebody to understand your products you need like you need somebody then understand your target and then is able really to create an appropriate content mm-hmm. so so based on uh, based on this and based on the calicu process maybe there are three steps yep maybe you want to say the three steps because no 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 i i, I love hearing <laughs> I would love to hear somebody else say it, the the, the three pillars of the CaliCube process. (laughs) Okay, so I will say. So uh, the first one is the understanding. Am I saying it correct? Credibility under... Okay. So understanding, then I have the credibility part. And then is the delivery. Delivery... Deliverability. You have to change that word. It makes it too complicated for me. (laughs) Part. So um, in this, it was like the first part is really working on your own page, I would say, and on your entity. The second part for me is extremely interesting as an SEO because you have to work on, on your own page. Because you have to still produce content that is really uh, uh, understandable. And then it is like, then give credibility. I remember then we discussed, for example, adding numbers, give credibility. Mm. Being in business since uh, 15 years, then you are specializing something, give credibility. Having your clients writing you uh, how fantastic you are, credibility. But that there was still one problem on that. You are saying that. Yes. So it, it's on your website, you are saying that. Now, uh, if I remember well, correct me, you had this fantastic case where there was a client that was uh, receiving a rating and it was on his website. Yes. Which is fantastic, but they're on his website. And when you connected to an external source of rating, the, the, the credibility part exploded. Yes. That is a very good example. It's Merci Facteur, who we worked with, and they've now got sustained growth. And uh, Robin Bourdet, who's the the person I was working with, the boss of the company, is saying he's now incredibly serene and about the future and his profits are going up and up because we've solved his problem. And part of that, I'd forgotten this aspect of it. He had collected, I think it was 30,000 client reviews on his own website. And all we had to do was get him a Trustpilot account He's got three or 400, and that's validated what he had of the 31,000. He thought, oh, I'm going to have to throw my 31,000 away. 
but he didn't. All we had to do was find another source, trusted external source, that confirms that those 31,000 were not just made up. So maybe this there was like an important point. It's not about the backlinks. It was not about the backlinks. It was really about like the credibility part from another credible source. People are writing. They could like uh, find the confirmation of what you're saying. So yes. that I think And is something fantastic. Go yeah, no, that process. corroboration, we keep coming back to corroboration. It goes for understanding. You can say what you want, who I am, what I do, and who I serve. On your own website, you need third-party corroboration. So from now on, part of a content creator's job is to say the things clearly and correctly to Google so it understands it, understands that you're cred credible, and it can deliver that content to the subset of your its users who are your audience, but also make sure the corroboration around the web says the same thing. Exactly. So, and this brings us to the third part, uh, which is the deliverability part. Brilliant. And, and that is where we started. <laughs> so, uh, the logic, it, it was to start to think, okay, so how, how somebody producing content can, can still produce excellent content and help at the same time, uh, the, the, the engines. Like mm. all engines, or if you want the algorithm behind, choose it the way then you want to express it. But like the goal is then at the end yeah. you have the result then you want. So uh, so we started by thinking a bit, and then by brainstorming, we needed to start with a customer uh, decision journey because that is what makes the most sense. And then we find this fantastic loop <laughs> from a. What it was the name? Pedovitz Group? Pedovitz Pedov Group? Pedovitz Group, yeah. Pedovitz you Group. found it. It's, for me, it's Sarah's loop, but you <laughs> do keep saying it's the Pedovitz Group's loop. But you know what? It's easier to call it Sarah's loop because it's really difficult to remember the name. But it was an excellent thing because it was an, a logical loop. So the problem, all the model were stopping uh, the moment that somebody buys. I yeah. buy. I stop, which was not making sense because there is like all another word that happens when somebody has bought. So you, if I bought something, I still need like to get on board. I still need to, to use this product and know how to use it. I evaluate if I get value from this product. So there is like an entire world that happens at the moment that the product, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Gets, gets by. But then if we really check on using search engine, it's true that most people will hire content team for the moment that you are really doing your research. So as a user, I will really start searching on search engine at the moment that I am considering a product. So if uh, if we're speaking about CaliCube at the moment, then or, or something to create a knowledge panel, let's say I will start to search on Google to try to figure out, okay, that is like the moment that I start to search is when I am aware of a problem. Ah, yes, the loop. Okay, so we can see it there. Then it's really uh, once there is this unaware part, Okay, so let's explain the loop quickly. So I, in the unaware part, I do not know that I have a problem. 
I am still happy because I don't know that I have a problem. So uh, after that, I get in the aware part. Obviously, you will always, in, in each step, you will find the marketers that will help you to push to the next step. And in this aware part, okay, I, for example, my example about the knowledge panel, you came out with my knowledge panel. I probably never never thought how much I wanted the knowledge panel till I lost the knowledge panel. <laughs> so now I want the knowledge panel and let's say I, I start to search online to try to figure out, okay, who can help me with this? Okay, I, I start to search and this is in the consideration phase. So I will probably find CaliCube, a tool that supports me to, to get back my knowledge panel. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, for knowledge panel, they are not <laughs> other tools, but let me put it, do the hypothesis, then there is somebody else. So, okay, so I will have like my list of tools in the consideration phase and then when I go to my evaluation phase, I will have like the list that I have and I shortlist my list. So probably mm -hmm. at the end, I will have CaliCube and somebody else. And then I will pass to the last phase of this first part of the loop, which is taking my decision. Okay, I will buy right. CaliCube. Yeah, and I was thinking in funnels and that was our initial discussion. And what we've just done there is the first half of the loop, which is what I, where I would have stopped with my funnel. Now, content creation is principally aimed at, if I remember rightly, consideration, evaluation and decision. Decision, exactly. So I don't know, I think that uh, probably should be all over because you have to produce content all over. Mm -hmm. But the truth is then when I speak to, uh, for example, freelance then get uh, then get hired. They are often hired to produce content for the consideration, evaluation, and decision phase. It's very rare that I really uh, are for all the funnel. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, I am a content creator, and then I will work on these three steps. So now the 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 big question then they, I mean. A content creator will have like tons of questions for each phase then they are and they will make questions to make sure that they produce the uh, most appropriate content as possible and they understand perfectly the user. But this is their power. If they don't ask themselves questions, they will not be able to produce uh, correct content, which needs to be produced to feed the, the, the machine so then the machine can give us as an output what we are looking for. So I, I okay, let, let's take a stupid example. If I say to you, Jason, running shoes, what do you think? Nike. We go. So I'm pretty sure then, then in some way, our brain has to work exactly as a machine. So I'm sure then there is so much accurate and, and content and was mm. feel about about like Nike running shoes, then now it's obvious. I mean, for me, when I go to run and then if I have to buy a pair of shoes, I don't even think I buy, run, I buy Nike, no? <laughs> because running well, shoes well, is Nike. The incredible irony is I wear Adidas all the time. But as but soon as you said running shoes, I said Nike and not Adidas. And I can see my Adidas running shoes just there. And I'm sure that if we go on an answer engine and we ask which running shoes 
should I buy? They will give you a list because they're obliged. They, they, they will not give you just Nike, but for sure Nike is inside. So, right. so is, and how this is possible, you, but Nike is an entity, we know it, but for sure a content team thinking about the entire loop and the entire process, uh, then focus mainly on what we are looking for as a user, for sure have mm. produced content about, uh, about Nike running shoes appropriate content, well done content. So it's really mm. an important, they, they are like the heart. The, I mean, <laughs> the process is possible because they are, they are producing appropriate content and right. answering questions. The yeah, newsletter. I mean, and kind of, we've talked about Nike and, and you think, well, it's because they're famous, so I have no hope. But in fact, that, that doesn't seem to be the case in the sense that if you can educate the machines about who you are, what you're doing, which audience you serve, the machines, the algorithms, the generative AI search engines or assisted, assistive engines can recommend you. And from a content perspective, it just struck me when you were talking that if you haven't said it, the machines can't possibly know it. Exactly, exactly. This is exactly the point is the base. If you don't say it, the machine don't know it. So Nike, for example, have written all over. <laughs> running, they are they produce running shoes, and they are great in doing that. So somehow, I'm sure that for any brand, you need to say what you do, and you need mm -hmm. to say it in the correct way, and you need to say it in the way that it answer your audience. So that is really the superpower of content people, so uh, or content creator, and they have to really think through it. And I think then they have to think also in which format uh, should I deliver that. And that is also a discussion that we had. It's not just about um, what should I deliver, what should I write, which question people uh, ask, uh, but it's really also about okay, how they consume my content. That. Mm for sure help. And, and if, if a content creator, let's talk about copywriters, thinks, well, AI is going to replace me. People are going to use ChatGPT. My boss is going to just use ChatGPT to write all the articles and I'm going to be made redundant. Um, do they have any hope? So uh, I, I was writing an article the other day. Uh, I never write articles for uh, the company blog, but they went off like my teammates say like, Sarah, it's time then you do your part of the job and write something. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I started writing, but that was a case study. Okay. Mm. And then uh, I started thinking and I can't, him and I obviously, as I'm probably, I wouldn't say lazy, lazy, but I mean, if I can have a support in writing, I'm very happy about it. Um, so I even uh, did my, uh, my brief, if you want, <laughs> to uh, to uh, the chatbot, mm. but what they gave me didn't reflect at all what I was looking for. And I think then the problem was maybe the way that I wrote, okay, mm. but the main problem was they didn't know my case. Yeah. They didn't know my audience, my case, and and so they were taking like from all over the web other sources 
but that was not answering what I wanted. I wanted them to create a content that I want about something that I knew. Yeah. So, so that it, it. I think then that is irreplaceable. Which, which, yeah, which comes back to Matt Arts. We were talking. He's an anthropologist, and we were talking a few weeks ago, and he talks about known knowns, known unknowns, unknown knowns, and unknown unknowns. And until you have stated the information about your case study or about your company or about your products, for these machines, everything about you is an unknown unknown. It doesn't know that it doesn't know it. And it's only once you've produced the content that it could possibly know it. So chat GPT doesn't replace, but it does help. Um, it helps. It helps. Like for me, uh, it's obvious that it helps. Like uh, uh, clearly writing in English is not my strength. Uh, and you know it. But uh, <laughs> uh, but like it, it, it can help me. Like I can ask, please help me in the grammar. So, yeah. but again, but the concept will still be my concept. And this, I think, then is something that maybe people have a bit of difficulty in understanding. It supports. And it's great that it supports, to be honest, because I, I'm sure yeah. that even a uh, content writer, I mean, when you can have somebody that supports you, they're happy. Uh, but um, it, it takes sources on the web. It, yeah. it, it do not produce the case study, which is probably one of the things more important you will have on your website. It yeah. can create, like, your product. All these kind of things help the understanding of the machine. So right. the machine need the input data hmm. and, and probably and the, information, mm -hmm, the information that come from your website, there will be million of data. Yeah. But again, and, need. And I mean, that, that's absolutely brilliant. And I think it reassures a lot of us that we're not just going to get replaced by these machines. And I think one point you talked about consideration, evaluation, and decision, which are the three main focuses often of content creators. But we've got uh, 10, 10 steps in our loop, content creators should be involved in all of them. Yes, yes. So I absolutely agree. So there was a bit of a discussion, I don't know if you remember, between us, but then in the second part of the loop, mostly will be branded. No, because uh, mm. we have like the onboarding part. So, for example, if I do not know uh, something or I will contact you directly or I will probably check online on your website, mm. but I will probably write Calicu, blah, 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 my question then I have. So, but this, it means then I need an answer to that. I need an answer. I need you to give me an answer. Mm. So, I, a content creator need to give me an answer and again uh, you can give me an answer by writing the answer in the frequent ask question you could give me maybe a video because i like video <laughs> less effort um you 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 can choose what is the most appropriate way to producing me this answer then um then again i have the adoption phase okay you onboard me Fantastic. But now I have the adoption phase. And this phase could be the moment where I feel you can lose somebody. Uh, to me, that happened. I mean, several times you buy something, you buy a tool, you buy whatever you want, and then you don't know how to use it. You don't use it at your best. Like, and it beats the point. Because then you have this feeling, okay, I spent that amount of money and... Yeah. I'm not using it. But then what is the problem? Why you're not using it? 
somebody needs to explain me why I'm not using it. Like I'm right. not using it in the correct way. Uh, it has a great potential. Maybe, you know, somebody can follow up with me and then give me like the content creator can give me a list of, not the content creator or somebody in connection with me can give me a list of things that the content creator uh, generate like on the website and could explain yeah. me how how can I really use it, the tool to my, in, I am speaking about the tool because uh, we started with Calicube at my yeah. full potential. So, yes. So, again, I think then they should be involved in every step. Maybe value realization, not so much because like it's just me. Then I, I try to figure out, okay, am I getting value from this? Mm. But if they didn't help me in the onboarding and adoption phase, then my conclusion will be no. And then I will lose on the loyalty. Come to mm -hmm. me, ask me, hey, Sarah, please, could you write something on our website about yeah. how great we are? Why? Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. And and like that phase, for example, then you come to me, it's important for you because if we go back to the uh, CaliCube process, then I am doing the second phase of the CaliCube process, uh, which um, uh, yeah. yeah, which is the credibility. And I'm, uh, and I'm writing how great you are on your website, which is coming from me, which I'm mm. a user, and I use your tool. So, so you are losing on much more for me than just losing uh, the person than probably will not even say to, to the other friends, hey, yeah. use the tool because it's fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry. Brilliant. Absolutely. And we've actually gone around the whole loop. And look, looking at that and listening to you talking makes me realize that at CaliCube, we've, we actually don't have a lot of that content. We need to create that content. So we need to make sure that our content creators within our team, Leanne, uh, Jean-Marie, Bernadette, and even Elisa and yourself and myself, create this content that, that creates the context and information for the unknown unknowns for Google and other machines, especially for the generative AI, because the generative AI is designed to help people round this loop, and I need to provide that information. Exactly. And this is something that I think then uh, uh, probably people still don't get it, but uh, the suggested uh, questions. Yes. The suggested question. Let's speak about the suggested question. The suggested question are, uh, we, we had a big discussion, me and you, uh, uh, about that. They're really pushing people down the loop. Yeah. So, so if you do not provide the correct uh, the voila, if you do not provide the the content, check that. Voila. You say CaliCube. What is the CaliCube process? What is CaliCube Pro? CaliCube Academy. So they, they, they are giving me some chances. I'm sure then if you go, what is the CaliCube process, probably will send me to something else, which will send me to something else, which will send me to your contact detail or something like this down the right. line. Yeah. And, and what it's done is it said, okay, I've understood who CaliCube is. I understand they have the CaliCube process. What's the follow-up question is the CaliCube process. The user clicks on that button. For people listening, I'm doing this live. Then it talks about knowledge panel, Google search results panel, entity home. Entity home is a entity term that home. I invented. Exactly. And Google now understands it because through the content creation that we've done, we've educated it. 
So absolutely yeah. brilliant. And and the, the the point that these assistive engines or answer engines or generative AI in search, whatever you want to call it, is that they are bringing people down the funnel. And yes. now with Sarah's loop, they're bringing people round and round the loop, which is absolutely <laughs> delightful. And, and and I think then like the interesting part is why it's a loop. Because in the reality, if you check it like this, you could think, okay, it stops. No, it doesn't stop because a client then is like, uh, then is used to you and think then you are great. And at the point, then we'll go to write another blog post, how great you are, are we'll come back to you and we'll give the information to somebody else saying how great you are. So you will have a new client coming because, mm -hmm. you, because, uh, because of the recommendation. And at the same time, your client will continue the loop. So we'll get back to you if you have another product or something that is interested. It will continue buying from you. It, it will not start for sure. It will not start from the uh, uh, um, our phase. I mean, it will go directly, you will be directly in the evaluation phase. You will not start from the beginning as, as before. So Right, which is absolutely brilliant because that loop idea is something that's blown my mind and it's, it's only been a month and all of a sudden I'm a complete convert. Um, from advocacy, you go back to aware because you rebuy or you uh, buy a different product or you resubscribe and the whole process starts again because people can jump off board even if they were already a client. And additionally, they will explain to their friends, their colleagues, and recommend you and push those people into the aware stage as well. So it truly is a loop. And for me, it brings SEO, digital marketing, content creation into business. And that's what we're all here for at the end of the day is business. Now, can you help me, Sarah, with the question, the key question of the whole episode is, how does content creation for all engines help with branded search? Hello, Jason. At this point, I would say it helps by educating <laughs> the <laughs> uh, the engines. So the main goal is really to educate them to make sure that your content is in an answer engine, assistive engine, or uh, a search engine. Absolutely brilliant. That was the shortest, most succinct, but most helpful answer we've had in many, many months. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you, everyone, for watching. That was perfect. I really, really love this concept, and I do much appreciate you introducing me to it. And now I'm going to introduce Kevin Merlenkamp, branding essential ingredient, not just decoration. He was highly recommended for the show by Scott Terman. He's going to be brilliant. I've spoken to him once and he's absolutely super interesting, super smart, and this is going to be great. Could you possibly pass the baton and say his name correctly? <laughs> that I can guarantee, but I will try. Uh, so first of all, uh, I can see the connection between Kevin Müller Camp and yourself <laughs> because uh, I I know that he has a brand agency so uh, I think then together that episode will be great because I think then the sort guy any guy that have a brand agency can just create something uh, extraordinary so I pass the baton to him. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, everybody. You get the outro song. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Ciao, Ciao. Cali Cube. It's all about your brand, Serp.